0: Today, we conclude a message begun yesterday from Isaiah chapter 43 and verses 1 through 7. In Isaiah 41, God, through the prophet Isaiah, tells us to fear not. Yesterday, we were looking at the ways in which God will be with us in this life. Today, we finish looking at the ways He's with us and we look at the reason that we can trust Him. You see, He didn't just wind this world up like a clock and Set it on its course and leave us alone. He says, I'll be with you, for I have redeemed thee and I have called thee by thy name. Because of this, we can trust him and we don't have to fear when we face trials in this world. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit in the dark. through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I mentioned this yesterday. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can tell you about that. They can. They can tell you about that. They, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were delivered and the fire didn't touch them. In fact, we're told that the scent of smoke wasn't even upon them. But you know, um, they didn't Um, uh, They didn't know, going into it, whether the Lord was going to deliver them like that. And if you remember what they said was this. They said, we're not careful to answer you, king. This is the third chapter. You might turn back sometime and look at it if you want to. The third chapter of Daniel, he said, "We're we're not careful to answer you on this matter, king. Our God is able. Our God, which we serve, is able to deliver us. And then they said this, and he will deliver us from you, O king. That was not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego naming it and claiming it. That wasn't Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego having enough faith that the fire was quenched. They didn't know whether the fire was going to be quenched or not. I don't believe they had any faith that the fire would not burn them. I don't they knew that God could but they had no particular reason to think that he would God hadn't come down and said hey guys go over there and don't bend down to this idol and, and I'll, I'll deliver you God hadn't made any specific promise to them they just knew that he was able you know I love that concept remembering that truth when I'm in the middle of a troubled time when I'm in the middle you know we've been we've we've lost loved ones you've lost loved ones. There's been times when, when I look at my loved one on the deathbed, the bed of affliction, and I know, I know in my mind, God can deliver him. God is able. Our God is able. But you know, it's not that faith that counts. It's easy to see the deliverance and have faith. They said, but he will deliver us from you. And then he, they said this, but if not, We're not going to bow down. See, that's the kind of faith we need to have. We need to have that but-if-not faith. You know, everybody's got the I I see it happen and I've got faith. But we need to have the but-if-not faith. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't keep standing just because they knew that they were going to get to go through the fire and come back out. They thought they were going to die. But they said, it doesn't matter. God is going to deliver us. How is he going? How did they know that? Because they knew that even if they die, they're delivered into the very presence of the Lord himself. See, over in the book of Hebrews, 11th chapter, we love the 11th chapter, don't we? We love a man by faith, Abraham, by faith, Isaac, by faith, Moses. Think about all these that were delivered. Uh, And we we get on down into, uh, into the latter part of that. And, you know... We talk about the prophets and David and Jephthah and Samuel. And it says in verse 33 of Hebrews 11, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again. I love that part. That's a good movie, isn't it? That's a good, you know, young folks don't get this. That's a good Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, isn't it? He's always going to be delivered. I remember one movie where there was just no way he could get out of it. He was on a plane all tied up. He got off. He jumped off the plane, Brother Glennon. He got out with no parachute. He got out, and he beat everybody. He, He escaped, you know? Man, that's a wonderful, but we all love that, right? But what about the rest of this? Listen to this. And others were tortured not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. They knew what was best. They knew what was better out there. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sewn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword, wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. I like to be the Abraham and the Isaac and the Shadrach and the Meshach and the Abednego, but I don't, what about these folks? You know, they're not put on any lesser plane. God didn't say, well, others that didn't have as much faith weren't delivered, you know. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, you know I don't normally name people out in the religious world. But I'm going to name, the, I name this person because I believe he is preaching a devilish doctrine. The Joel Osteens of the world don't get this. They don't get this. The name it and claim it prosperity gospel crowd doesn't get this. See, according to them, there should have been something in here. Say, now, if they'd have had enough faith, they could have been just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But that is not the case. These were faithful children of God. In fact, the writer here of Hebrews says the world was not worthy of them. Amen. I echo that. Now listen, God's just told us here, I'll I'll be with you and the rivers won't overflow you. The fire won't burn you. The flame won't kindle upon you. What does he mean then? What's that promise all about? Well, there will be times in your life, child of God, when you will be delivered in this physical material world. There have been times in my life I have been delivered. There will be times when you're not delivered. There there will come a time when death will overtake you. It may be a peaceful death. It may be a fiery crash. It may be some horrible situation of great suffering. But you know what? When you, not not your body, not, not this physical body that you're in, you, child of God. You know, he tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, there is a new creation within you. And I want to say to you, beloved, that is the real you. That is the real you. Yes, I get it. We're housed in these bodies, and these bodies are part of us, and these bodies are going to spend eternity in heaven when the Lord comes back. He's going to change these vile bodies into a body like unto his. But the real you, listen, There's not a river on this earth that can touch the real you. There's not a flood in this plain, this sin-cursed plain out here that can overthrow the real you. There's not a fire in the depths of hell that can kindle against the real you. You see, I realize he's talking primarily about actual deliverance here in this life, but just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, he's able... And he will deliver one way or another. You know, Brother Buddy's mentioned this recently, and I've said it before, that it's glorious. It would have been glorious to be standing there at the side of Christ when he said, Lazarus, come forth. That would have been a glorious day to see that kind of power. And there was a reason that he did that. There was a reason he brought Lazarus back. But I cannot help but believe, Brother Buddy, that part of the reasons he wept was he knew he was bringing Lazarus back just to die again. That's not what Christ came to do. That's not the purpose of him. That's not why he was here. He didn't come here to, make, to, to somehow help us to live forever in these vile bodies. I don't want to live forever in this vile body. My body's not getting better and better. You know, used to, I'd think, I'd kind of look at my, my life and my body and think, well, I'm on the upward climb. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know when it happened, but I'm certain I'm on the downhill slide now. <laughs> I'm certain. I have fewer days ahead of me than I have behind me. But let me tell you something. The truth of the matter is the real me has eternity ahead of me. Isn't that glorious? Now, look at verse 3. For I am the Lord thy God. Why is it that we can trust and not have fear? He said, I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba for thee. You know, Egypt is a type of this wicked world here. This wicked, evil world is not going to have a hold on us. He delivered the children of Israel from Egypt into the land of promise. He, is, he delivered, if you're here tonight as a member of one of the Lord's churches, He has delivered you from the wicked, spiritual Egypt into the land of promise, which is the church of the living God. And one day He's going to take us out of this wicked Egypt into the land of heaven, which is the place of perfection and beauty where we all need, want, long to be one day. He said, I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia, and Sheba for thee. You remember the queen of Sheba came? She came to see the treasures of Solomon. She told him, the half has not been told of how great your treasures are and how amazing your wisdom is. He said, I've given these for you. And notice he said, since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Now notice it didn't say, since thou hast been honorable, thou art precious in my sight. And I'm so glad it didn't say that. Because I haven't been honorable most days of my life. In fact, the majority of my life has been lived in dishonor. You say, aren't you a preacher? Yes, I am. And I'm well aware of my humanity, my Adam nature. Since thou was precious in my sight, though... Thou hast been honorable. In other words, the cause is not our honor. It's his grace. It's his seeing us as precious in his sight. Because of that, we've been honorable and I've loved thee. He said, therefore, will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Now, in, in conclusion, why is it? He says, I'll be with you. Why is it that we can fear not? Well, I'm with you. Well, why does that matter? What, what's, what's the big deal about God being with you? you know. I'll be with you. I'll be there for you if I can. (laughs) If I can get there, I'll be there. It's important that we be there for each other. It is. It's important that we support one another, that we encourage one another, and I'll be there with you if I can, if I can physically get there, Brother Mackey, I'll be there. If I don't forget, I'll be there. Say, you forget stuff like that? I forget it every day. I'm telling you. This old mind of mine, is the further I get along in this world, the less I can retain. had somebody call me one time say, Preacher, I'm so thankful for what you've been praying for me about because it worked out. And I couldn't remember for the life of me what I was supposed to be praying about. I don't say that to be prideful about it. I'm ashamed of that. If I don't write it down, I can't remember it anymore, Brother Glenn. <laughs> I just can't. But my point is this, it's one thing for me to say, I'll be with you. It's another thing altogether for God to say, I am with you. Because you see, he gives us his credentials right up there in verse 1. He says, now thus saith the Lord that created thee. I think one of the primary characteristics of godhood is the ability to create. If you want to ask if somebody's a god, if you want to ask if some idol is a god, ask them what they've created. You want to ask, some man claims to be God. What have you created? Well, I made this, I made that. Yeah, but I'm talking about what did you create from nothing? See, the primary characteristic, one of the primary characteristics of our God is that he is the creator God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, that creation, that create, that ability to create denotes that if you wondered who's God and you want to compare the ones that claim to be God, look for the one that can create. And then you found the right God see he's the one that created us he said I'm the Lord that created you he said I'm the one that formed you O Israel fear not now why else should we fear not yes he's going to be with us here yes he's going to be with us through the flood and the rivers but it's better than that child of God here's why you can fear not fear not for see that's pointing us back why it's almost like Somebody said, why, why don't we have to fear, Lord? Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have redeemed thee. You see, the Lord has done this. We don't believe here that it was me and God that got, that got me saved. We don't believe that it was God plus the preacher, God plus the gospel, God plus good works, God plus baptism, it was God. I have redeemed thee, not I will redeem thee if, not I have redeemed thee but. <laughs> I have redeemed thee. I am your God. And he tells us later that I, even I am the Lord in verse 11, and beside me there is no Savior. I'm so thankful to know that. I'm so thankful that God doesn't put the title of Savior upon me, either to save you or to even save myself. I can't do either one. He says, I have redeemed thee. But I mentioned this morning about the fact that sometimes I get to thinking about the electing grace of God as if a a man at the feed store were to take a scoop and go down there when you want a sack of feed and just stick it in the feed bin and pull it up and dump it in the feed sack and take another scoop and put it, pick it up and put it in there. I, I get to thinking about it sometime like that, that, oh, there's a people out there, and there is. There is a people, a multitude that no man can number, out there that God has saved. He has chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Christ died for them, and he will quicken them in time. But it doesn't work that way. I mentioned that this morning. I mentioned it yesterday morning. As he goes on to tell us, it's not some impersonal choice that God made of just grabbing up. He saw a bunch of humanity down there and said, let me grab a bunch of them before they get gone. <laughs> no, he says, I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. <laughs> I said this before uh, about the preacher that made the statement that i believe christ would have died for me if i'd have been the only one in the covenant of grace isn't that amazing isn't that amazing and you know part of eternal salvation you know what part of it is part of it is a new birth god didn't you know god the father was primarily active i know they all the godhead worked together but Primarily God the Father was active in electing His people, choosing His people in, in Christ before the foundation of the world. God the Son was primarily active in the redemptive work and going to the cross and dying. And God the Holy Spirit is primarily active in quickening one and making one alive, although we're told that it's the, it's the, the voice of the Son of God, and the Son of God and the Spirit are the same, as, along with the Father. Sometimes we think about the first two, and we forget about the last being part of the eternal Salvation process and all that process is in the hands of God so I want you to think about this this morning this evening as we bring this to a close when we pass through the fire he's going to be with us when we pass through the waters and the flood they're not going to overflow us the real us why because our creator God loved you and called you by your name And I believe that's what happens in the new birth. I believe when the time comes, which is fixed in the mind and purpose of God, to born you again. We're told in John chapter 5 and verse 25 that verily the hour, hour is coming and now is when when they which are dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. That's the quickening voice of Christ himself in the new birth. And it's the same voice that spoke to, Pete, to Paul on the road to Damascus. It's the same voice that spoke to the thief on the cross. It's the same voice that spoke to John the Baptist in the womb. And quickened them. And I want to say something to you, child of God. It's the same voice that spoke to you. I'm not talking about an audible voice. But just, let's just close out thinking about it in terms. As if he had spoken to you audibly. See, I believe this verse right here gives us a good symbolism of what happens in the new birth. Let's read it like this, and I'm going to use myself. You You use your name. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Chris, and he that formed thee, O Chris, fear not. I have redeemed thee, Chris. I have called thee by thy name, Chris McCool. You, thou, Chris McCool, art mine. I believe in a personal Savior. A Savior that saved us personally. A Savior, it was personal to him. It wasn't some impersonal choice. He called you by your name. When he born you again. And I believe that that's the reason we don't have to fear. Because through everything that happens to us, fear not, I'm with thee. He tells us later on, I'll bring thy seed from the east and the north and bring my sons and daughters from the ends of the earth. That's what he's going to do when he comes back for us. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. that's zionpbc b c one eight four seven 8 at gmailcom or you can email me directly at jchrismccool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.